Hello everyone. I want to welcome you back to See the Sunrise. This is season three and episode five. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. It's in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse three, where we hear the Lord speaking to the prophet while he's in prison. He says to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing, not only behind the scenes, but in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have had various challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ in our lives. This week has been a very harrowing week in many ways and one that I think has affected people all over the world is what's happening in the Ukraine. It brought me to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. In times like these, I am reminded of this scripture. It says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. What a week. I've watched and listened to so many people praying because of what is happening in the Ukraine. It took me to my knees. And I thought about Jesus teaching the disciples to pray. I needed to know how to pray for them. And so I sought answers from the word of God and, and asked, asking him, why did the disciples ask Jesus to pray, to teach them how to pray? It's interesting, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you hear is news of bombing and bombing and people being killed. People who, to no fault of their own, are found embroiled in a fight that they didn't initiate, but nevertheless, now is the time they have to armor up, but not with weapons of warfare, but weapons that are mighty unto God for the pulling down of strongholds. But you gotta believe that the person you're praying to can do something about it. We hear it time and time again, situations where people are experiencing tragedy and heartache. Hopefully, a relationship with the Lord has already been established such that when tough times come, you know it's gonna come out all right. For those of us on the periphery, we can pray for those who are suffering. In prayer, we feel the agony of those who suffer, those who are in pain or desolate or experiencing hopelessness. But what we must not be is absent or removed or dismissive as if we are not affected by the suffering of another. Was it because disciples saw Jesus pray that they asked them him to teach them how to pray or that they saw that when he prayed that God answered him favorably? Or was it because they were told man should always pray and not faint? Or maybe it was because life was so hard that he knew that they were going, Jesus knew that they were going to need relief that they weren't able to get from the world. The news we heard regarding Ukraine was heart-wrenching, and it continues to be so. We realize it is only by the grace of God that this could be us. So we realize that we need to pray ye one for another, as the word instructs us. It isn't because we've been so good that we avoided the same fate. There are several reasons to pray. We should pray about the present. Exercising thankfulness for things being as well as they are. 
We should pray about the past because we saw what God did to deliver us, or if not deliver us, he sustained us. And we also pray about the future because we don't know what tomorrow brings, but he sure does. And we know that no matter what happens, God can work it out for our good. So why did the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray? They saw a son, Jesus Christ, who had such a relationship with his father that they wanted that same kind of relationship. They wanted to know how to pray like Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed with confidence because he knew that his father would not only hear him, but he knew that his father would answer him. They, he, they also saw Christ in prayer acknowledging his father and acknowledging God's will and accepting his will. I want you to notice something here. Notice Jesus didn't always get the answer he wanted, but he was able to understand and accept what God wanted. There is a peace that comes when you know that although you pray and it doesn't come out as favorably or based on what you wanted, but in the end, you knew it was going to be okay. That is when you are exercising confidence in God, knowing that he knows what is best for us and that we are submitting to the one who is wiser than ourselves. This also lets us know that God can change what is happening in the earth to his desired will in heaven. Thus, that's why we hear when he's teaching them to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven, we experience God's perfect will. Jesus teaches us how to pray and he encourages us to pray. Jesus also prayed in private as well. We too should pray private prayers. Prayers for no other reason or no other motivation than to spend time with God. That goes to the point of those who pray openly because they command, they, maybe they have such a command on the king's English and wish to exercise their prowess to be looked upon. That's when he's talking about the hypocrites. But just because someone can pray powerfully out loud does not mean that they are sincerely praying to God. However, it is those passionate prayers we hear uttered that we can tell that that person has spent some time with God and that cannot be denied. The test is seeing those prayers answered. I can't say enough about praying in private. That time allows you to personally connect with your creator, with our God, and he leads us into worship through prayer. So let's examine why praying for the past is beneficial. Praying is beneficial because it takes away any sense of ego and pride. It promotes humility because it is in prayer that we are aware of our inability to fix anything and our need to rely on God. It's also aligning our spirit with God's spirit, and that alone promotes peace, and having peace in one's life is comforting. It takes away our need to solve a situation and places all things in the hands of the one who can. And although prayer isn't always asking for something, there are times that our souls become troubled and prayer alleviates that sense of unrest. His spirit, God's spirit, rises in us, letting us know that we are not alone. And he alone is the one who can calm any unrest or storm that we're experiencing in our soul. Prayer energizes us. And it's the best weapon we have here on earth against any kind of adversity. Prayer brings peace of mind and gives us hope. 
You simply feel better when you can let go of the anxieties and pressures of the day, moving forward as you place things in, in God's hands. And when you pray, pray with confidence, confident that God is listening. And in fact, when you pray his word, you are praying with confidence because God does everything he says in his word. Prayer demonstrates the confidence we have in Christ. And we have this confidence based on his word that we see in Matthew chapter 6 and 20. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Prayer is offering God petitions for mercies, desired and thanksgiving, and praise for blessings received. But when you pray, according to Matthew 6, 6 through 8, he says, go into your room and close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they know they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you have need of before you ask him. So how do we pray for the people in Ukraine based on all of this, on God's word? First, we need to pray for the leaders of our country. First Timothy chapter two, verses one through five, a says it this way. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. We should also pray for peace, John 14 and 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And we also pray for the Christians who are in Ukraine. We pray for their encouragement and that their faith will not be shaken, that God will give them strength when things seem hopeless, wisdom to know when to act, hope when it seems all hope is lost. And we can pray Isaiah 41 and 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. No, we are not there. We are not in Ukraine. And it is easy for us to exercise empathy because we aren't feeling, we aren't directly feeling the pain and suffering that they are experiencing. But we are instructed to bear one another's burden and we can do so in prayer. We grieve with our brothers and sisters, but not only grieve with them, but stand in solidarity with them as if we too are experiencing the same sufferings that they are. Know this, brothers and sisters, God has not been caught off guard, nor should we. These are things that have been prophesied and there is nothing new under the sun. It may be that it's not anything we've seen before, but God has, and it is when you place them in his hands, we know everything is going to be all right. I'd like to leave you with the lyrics of a song I heard long ago, but it's pertinent to, to, to today's ongoings. 
It's called in times like these. It says, in times like these, you need a savior. In time like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, you need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. The rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Until next time, brothers and sisters, keep the faith. God is in control. He promises never to leave us nor to forsake us. Blessed be his holy name. God bless you all. Seek to live a life of peace and be sure to see the sunrise, the S-O-N, to, to see Christ in your everyday situations.